one person in the House to be Speaker of the House, who would you vote for? Tim Jordan. You think so? Well, Matt Gates would too. <laughs> but little did I know, he is beholden to big tech too. I know. And I he saw that. has not come out strongly against big tech. We've got McCarthy, who is on record asking for certain House members. Why can't they just be banned on Twitter? Like, can they yeah. just stop them? Stop them from speaking? If you are a Republican, if you're a conservative, if you're a libertarian, if you're anyone but a far left radical, your eyes might be on the vote for Speaker of the House. Now, why is the Speaker of the House an important? I think even position? if you're a far leaning left liberal, you would your eyes would be on this. Why is it? Do you know why the Speaker of the House is an important position? Yeah, because they control what bills can be brought forth. Well, and they also seat committees. They basically run seat. Committees. You they said it. I just wanted to emphasize. They seat committees with people, and they they choose who gets to sit on the committees. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, under Nancy Pelosi, she helped. It, uh, I think she did it, or I don't know if somebody did this before her. But there's a rule um, that a new rule that you can't just you know with a you can't just kind of vote in the middle of the term to oust the speaker. Right. And so there are there's a faction of people who do not want to vote for Kevin McCarthy. If you don't know, Kevin McCarthy is our the minority leader. He was Speaker of the House before he was uh, minority leader. He is a big fundraiser. He moves, he shakes, and he decides where the Republican purse strings go. And we had listened to our favorite um, congressperson. You got to say congressperson now, Thomas Massey. And he said that you have to raise a ton of money in order to get seats, good seats on committees. And you have to bring in a ton of money to which then the Speaker of the House allocates to help fund races. Yes. And this year, the Speaker of the House allocated funds to primary and for primary races against America First candidates. The, people are calling them chaos candidates. People who aren't mainstream, people who aren't the Paul Ryans. And you've got two different factions. Some of the Fox News hosts uh, lean more towards the what we would call the moderate Republicans, which are basically Democrats. Rhinos. Okay, they're basically Democrats. So right now you've got people who are so entrenched into the swamp that they can't recognize that they've become part of it. Mm-hmm. And they can't recognize that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And so if Kevin McCarthy is elected speaker, we will see a lot of show. It will be, it will be like sending your kid. If you're, your child goes to dance class, I don't know why they do this, but while your child is at dance class, they learn a routine. And, and at it's the always end, for a year-end recital. And then they, okay. Why do you write it? We don't know why I they don't do need this. a recital if I'm going to take a class. I don't need it. I don't know why they do it. Okay? They need to show off, I guess, their parents what they've been doing and have everybody show off so they learn a dance routine. Now, with the House being in the majority and the Democrats being in the majority in the Senate, everything the House does is a recital. <laughs> okay? There, it, it, it's not only just a it's a recital um, for just honorary mentions. Okay, no winners here. You're not doing anything. And Kevin McCarthy 
is not going to push the buttons. He's not going to continue the January 6th committee. He's not, and which should be done, but to investigate what really happened. Come on and preach. Okay. I want to see a January 6th committee. And I want to see all the Democrats off of the committee, and I want to see Republicans on the committee, and I want to see Nancy Pelosi questioned for hours, and I want to see Nancy Pelosi's text messages, and I want to see all the Democrats' text messages, and I want to, you know, and they've already wiped them, I'm sure, by now, know, right? Yeah. Okay, they have Mark Meadows' text messages. They have Donald Trump's text messages. They got Sean uh, Hannity's text messages. They got Kaylee McEnany's text messages. They got everybody's phone. They've got all of it, okay? Well, I want, I would want to see what really happened, but Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to see what happened. Kevin McCarthy and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are saying, well, we're going to put a bill on the floor to get rid of those 87,000 IRS agents, which would be great, but it will not pass the Senate, you fools. So, uh, point. So what is this big thing? We're going to so be- Kevin McCarthy can be a rhino and actually be for the 87,000 IRS agents and excited that they're going to come after the working man of America, but he can come out and say, well, we're going to put forth this bill. So look, I'm for all of you guys knowing full well that it's never going to pass the Senate and it's never going to be materialized. And he's going to be signed by Joe Biden. Do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants to make you think that he's on your side and still be um, catering to the left. So Marjorie that. Taylor Greene is in the camp of Kevin McCarthy. There are 19 holdouts. Okay? Hold them out. They need to get to 218. Okay. Uh, there are 222 House Republicans. Now, what you keep seeing over and over again is this fear that if they keep voting, uh, they're voting, the Democrats are voting for a guy named Jeffries, and they have two, 211 votes. What they fear is that the, uh, the, the Democrats will pick off eight or nine Republicans to vote for a Democrat. And when when does that ever ha when has that ever happened? Never. So Republicans voting for a Democrat speaker. Because why would they do that? Right. If this is here's the thing. Well, Liz if you're Cheney having no, she's not there. If you're having a spat in your house mm -hmm. between your mom and your dad and the kids, mm -hmm. do you go next door and ask somebody else to come and live in your house <laughs> and be leader of the house? Right. No, if your mom and your dad and the kids are struggling for a power struggle, you decide it, you still decide amongst yourselves what you're going to do. You don't bring in your neighbor and I think say, you no, 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 no. I have a better example. Okay. All right. The better example would be this. Pepsi and Coke. Mm -hmm. If you're having a power struggle on the board of Pepsi, you don't go, well, some of us have decided that if we can't agree on a leader, we're going to go to Coca-Cola and have one of their people come over and lead Pepsi. It's a very strange right, phenomenon. Right, it does not happen. If there's any Republican that would vote for a Democrat, or if there are Democrats that would vote for a Republican, what kind of world are we going to live in? That's hilarious. It's never happened. So they're also worried that all the Republicans will get, uh, will get on board with another Republican and... Um, then the Democrats, and they'll make a deal with the Democrats for somebody else that they that the Democrats like that it's a Republican. Okay. None of those scenarios make any sense. No, the Republicans are just going to keep voting until they get a Republican. But are they going to, so they keep, all right, so Matt Gates put forth Jim Jordan as speaker. Well, first he was, he was um, putting forth Andy Biggs. 
And love Andrew Biggs. And so there, there were there were three votes today. And if you bring up uh, some of these clips, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over some of them. So this was earlier today, um, all the way to the right. Uh, Matt Gates says on opposing Kevin McCarthy, if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. You know, and that's exactly what we're talking about. That's what we're getting at. Right and I've now. never seen so many compromisers. And here's the thing: there's compromise, and then there's compromise. Okay, compromise is where do you want to eat, Michelle? Let's, let's go compromise. to Taco Bell or let's go to Texas Roadhouse. Compromise is hey, I uh, I don't actually go and steal things from a store, but I'm going to compromise and I'm going to steal something. From Those the store. of us who will not right? be voting compromise for Kevin McCarthy, your, your ethics, things like that. Right, exactly. Okay, let me make sure we're on the right screen. There we are. You today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I'm a Florida man and I know of what I speak. We offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening that he rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. And it is true that we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy because time and again, his viewpoints, his positions, they shift like sands underneath you. Even Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. And Mr. McCarthy is not only responsive to pressure from the right. Time and again, he has failed to achieve the goals that we seek on spending and on the fight. For months, we have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. How do we ensure that we stand up for folks in the military who feel like they're being purged? How do we ensure that if there is the passage of a farm bill, it includes things like work requirements? And all we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer to have a unity of purpose, but we will not continue to allow the uniparty to run this town without a fight. There's very little difference between Nancy Pelosi and her California delegation mate that seeks the gavel. And we want to change because this town is broken. And this is a person who has acknowledged in Mr. McCarthy that the town is broken, and he has been a part of that process for many years as a member of the leadership. We'll take some questions. Okay, I'm going to the next one, I think right to the left of it. Nope. nope, hang on. That was the wrong screen. Let me switch screens here on you. Boom. Boom. There we go. Committee uh, chairman. But we were threatened by my committee uh, chairman to be on the Armed Services Committee, Mr. Rogers, that if we did not vote for Mr. McCarthy, we would be removed from committees. Our position is that if Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House and we don't have an ability to ensure that there is uh, oomph behind the agenda and energy behind our oversight, that the committee assignments don't mean that much anyway. I'm not here to participate in some puppet show where we pass a bunch of messaging bills, send them to the Senate, watch them die, fail to use leverage, and don't hold the Biden administration accountable. I don't want to relive the Benghazi experience where it's just theater We're pretending back. to be oversight. Right. 
right? We can do better than that. And, and that's our okay, so purpose today. But we were leader, like the strong faces are uh, Bobert and Gates, and it's so funny because she's so small and he's. So I know small. it's great. So play awesome. the video next to it, and it's a little comp compilation of McCarthy here. Government's going to go after someone who wants to have free speech. They want to go more after American public about whether they can have an opinion on something. That is offensive to me. And Kevin McCarthy of California told his close friend Liz Cheney that he hoped the social media companies would censor more conservative Republicans in the Congress. Very more has said something. wanted the tech oligarchs to do more to force disobedient lawmakers off the internet. That is offensive to me. Kevin McCarthy doesn't have 218 votes to be speaker. We need to turn the page. We need to get away from the corrupt system that puts the lobbyists and special interests in charge, and we need a fighting Republican majority. We don't need someone whose first instinct is to back Liz Cheney, attack America First Republicans on the campaign trail, and suggest that Donald Trump's path is one of resignation rather than resurgence. Remember, he actually said that after uh, January 6th that Donald Trump had um, needed to resign like right away before that ended. Like it's very strange. Oop, not that one. Not that one. Nope. Where are we? Chip Roy here spoke out about how he and other members were threatened with their uh, committee seats for not voting for McCarthy. Joining us, Congressman, thank you for joining us. Um, you have been one of the people who's leading this charge against Kevin McCarthy for the speakership. You had voted for Byron Donalds. Where, where does this process stand? And in your mind, because you have said that you potentially remain open to voting for McCarthy, where is this process headed? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Uh, and first of all, I wouldn't say I've been leading the charge against McCarthy. I've been leading the charge for my constituents who are tired of the swamp, continuing to do what the swamp does. And we saw it on full display with a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Now, my friend Jim Jordan, who just nominated Kevin McCarthy, who I, who I also consider a friend, uh, said that, hey, we need to put the people in place to stop bills like that. But that's the problem. Everybody's out there saying, oh, we got everything we wanted. We got rules changes. Let me tell you something. We have no way to enforce those rules changes. The speaker-elect has a history of voting with Democrats and voting with the minority against the majority Republicans over the last decade. He's been speaker or in the leadership of Republicans since 2009. During that time, the debt has gone from $11 trillion to $32 trillion. In other words, we want to be able to have a check against the swamp. We made good faith, good faith changes. We worked hard to get them, but we needed a little bit more in order to assure that we have the power to actually stop the swamp from rolling over the American people who are sick of bills that spend money we don't have, are sick of open borders, are sick of empowering the bureaucrats to go after them, and we're sick and tired of a Congress that's not doing its job. So this is about changing this town. I wasn't sent here for second place. I was sent here to get the job done, and we need the leadership and the tools to do it. So, Congressman, to be clear, you are one of the 19 who voted against McCarthy as speaker in the first vote. Our producers yep. tell us you have not voted yet again. Safe to say you are a no again. Well, it's not a no. We're voting for names. I voted for Byron Donalds, my friend, a conservative, someone who is not of the swamp. He has been here only for a couple, now his second term. 
Uh, I might vote for some similar folks who have a track record and a history of standing up to the swamp. What I'm not going to do is blindly do what the swamp does. My constituents didn't send me here to do that. Is anybody listening to this actually happy with what Congress is doing? Is anybody out there? Are you? Or anybody in America, do you think Congress is doing a good job? The answer is no. So why would we embrace the status quo? Why would we keep doing the same thing over and over again? That's what's happening in that room. And this morning, a group of folks threatened some of us, and they lost votes on that. We're not going to back down until we get in a room and we decide how we're going to be able to stand up and fight for the American people, no matter who the speaker is. Uh, Congressman, you just used the word threatened there in the, in the House uh, GOP conference meeting this morning. Uh, can you tell us what happened? Well, it's been public information out there that Mike Rogers threatened to say he's going to kick those of us off of any committees who dared to challenge the uh, coronation of the speaker. And the reality is that was a threat and it was not received well by a lot of people in the room. And uh, Mike Rogers is emblematic of the problem. He is precisely why we end up with bills like the $1.7 trillion monstrosity that was destroying our freedom, funding bureaucrats, and, and, and frankly, actually had specific language in it not allowing us to secure the border. Now, Mike didn't vote for it because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the House was trying to make sure we got votes for Kevin. But the fact is, everybody knows there's no secret in this town that in the Senate, they were laughing because they knew that Kevin was saying, I want this to be speaker, not because we wanted to kill the bill. That's the truth. So this is a very interesting, and I'm going to kind of go over this um, process with you guys. Um, all right, so McCarthy has been fighting off a band of rebels. Uh, this is from Breitbart, working to prevent him from ascending to the position of speaker, and it could derail the new Congress on its first day since nothing else can happen until a speaker is elected. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, to win, a speaker must earn the majority of votes. It's like a game. You ever sit down with your family and you've never played a game before? You have to, like, learn the rules. Learn the rules. So here are the rules. We're going to learn this as a family. <laughs> okay, to win, the speaker must earn the majority of votes of those who are present. And this is exactly how I read, read the rules. It's so funny. Um... Uh, of those who are present and voting for a person nominated or not, any absences or present votes lowers the threshold by a half vote below what full house attendance, 434 members, would require to achieve such a majority, which is 218. Since one Democrat died in late November, the late Representative Donald, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, uh, Donner McEachin. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just felt like it was weird. We don't know who yeah. it was. The number is already down to at most 434 members for full attendance and could drop lower if more Democrats do not show up or vote present. If all other Democrats show up, it would still require 218 votes to elect a speaker. And Democrats have said they will be in full attendance. So it's the, it's the people attendance in, in attendance. Gotta that be there, that man. Matters. Butts in the seats. Okay. So they want to watch this like a game. Yeah. This is the most action this house has seen in a long time. It is really. Okay, I know. So they're all yeah. watching. They're all and you, and you know why the Democrats are going into this like the underdog? Like we could win the Super Bowl. You or, never know. Or we could have a we could have a voice in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So while McCarthy's team is confident he will get there, it is possible he will not. Uh, if he does not get the majority on the first ballot, which he did not, Congress will be paralyzed until a speaker is elected. Nothing can happen. Thank you, Jesus. The last time a speakership election with more than one ballot was a century ago. Actually, I thought it was 1927.
1893. Um, Bright saying back in the mid mid 1800s, one speakership ship election went more than a hundred ballots and took months. Well, that's probably the one that was in the 1800s. Yeah, but the the last one there was, was nine a century ago. votes in 1923. Yeah, uh, one of McCarthy's top. Very critics, interesting that it's literally a hundred years later. Da, da, da. All you cute people are literally doing your math. Numbers. They, what they, is you're nine like getting your pencil. Like that, you know, right? What is nine? Like, it's already been three. Well, three times three is nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matt Gates uh, has said it might not be until the cherry blossoms bloom in mid to late spring at the end of March or the beginning of April that a speaker is elected. While that would be a far-fetched scenario, chaos is certainly a possibility or everything could go very smoothly for McCarthy. Um, but it's not. No, it's not. It's okay. not. We're on round three. So, so how many more of these shows do we do? I mean, if they get to the hundred. Let me um, back up. We're going to start here and I'm going to go through the timeline a little bit here. Um, so he missed the first round of voting. And then at two, uh, 2.11, reports are emerging that Jim Jordan, who received six votes despite not being nominated on the first ballot, uh, he was nominated on the second ballot, will formally nominate McCarthy. Somebody has to nominate that you have to vote. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's see. It was uh, Jordan made an impassioned speech for McCarthy as speaker. We know that Marjorie Taylor Greene um, backed him. I'm going to move up here. Andy Biggs is so it doesn't seem to me that Jim Jordan has been vying for the spot, but Andrew Biggs has. Mm -hmm. Andrew Biggs has been like, dude, I'm right here. Y'all could vote for me, me right here. Now, um, I, I think that given. Andrew Biggs' track record. He is so. An excellent this choice. is the scenario people are are saying are, are trying to scare the holdouts for. Not gonna happen. Several sources on both sides of the aisle are beginning to talk of a coalition government type scenario, um, which pro McCarthy conservatives were calling the doomsday scenario, whereby Democrats would deliver the votes necessary to elect a moderate establishment Republican as speaker. But here's the thing, okay. Um, can you get any um, more moderate establishment all, than McCarthy? Can you get every single, you would have to get every single Democrat on board with voting for a Republican speaker. Okay. And then you would have to get those, Repu you'd have to get, I think, um, seven or eight Republicans who are joining in a coalition with Democrats. No, and I'm that's a very it. crazy scenario. I'm not seeing that. Okay, with that scenario, you're literally thinking, because here, here's the thing. Republicans do not move as a hive mind. And what they're, what this scenario is, is that all the Democrats would move in the hive mind and say, well, we... we all of them. All of them. So you don't have Kissinger, Adam Kissinger. You don't have Liz Cheney. Is there somebody that seven or eight um, Republicans believe in strongly enough that they would have uh, or or a bunch of Republicans would vote with a bunch of Democrats. Like this is strange to even Here's think what about. I want to know though. Like if we're if we're that close, right? Why don't we just have how many how many more votes does McCarthy need? Like four? Okay. You got 19 I'm gonna go outs. over this. I'm gonna go over this one more time. You need to get to 218. Right, but how many we what have are we 19 at? holdouts. But you don't need all those 19. That's what I'm saying. How, okay. how many is there's it short? 200, there's, there's 222 right. House Republicans. Yeah. 211 so he needs 15. Democrats. If you've got 200 and you said, what, 22? And he needs 218. And there's 19 holdouts. Then he needs 15. 
they won't go they won't come back he's not he's losing he lost one he gained none um, so how many democrats house seats did you say he needs 211 democrats so he needs nine republicans who needs nine Republicans? If he got all the Democrats, he would need nine Republicans to make the 218. Who's he? Kevin McCarthy. Nobody, and they're not, so and, and they're not I, voting for Kevin McCarthy. They would vote for, Kevin McCarthy is too far to the right for the Democrats. But they is he, though, for, because we yes. aren't voting for him because he's too far left for no, us. No, he's not too far left. They are making, they're making deals. Kevin McCarthy is making all kinds of promises. He's actually pretty to, to the right. The, the Democrats do not want McCarthy. I w- I'm just saying that the Democrats would vote would only go for somebody who uh, would be a McCain, way more like a John McCain. Yeah. Do we? Do, but are are any of those names even popping up? Is anybody even talking about them? There's one or two, but I I'm just saying that if this, Democrats makes wanted to make Republicans upset, mm-hmm. they could just like cross the aisle, vote for McCarthy, and like that would well, be well. And actually, if you bring up this Daily Caller here. Um, That's what I was getting at. This is a um, this is an exchange where Matt Gates is asking uh, AOC if anybody this one would vote for um, McCarthy. Do we and know she that? Says no. Well, that's what they're reporting. McCarthy okay. was suggesting he could get Dems to walk away to his lower threshold. Ocasio Cortez told the Intercept, and I fact checked and said absolutely not. So that's what that's what went down there. Okay, that's hilarious. I know. That's really funny. Okay, so here's this doomsday scenario where Democrats would deliver uh, votes necessary to elect a moderate establishment Republican as speaker in exchange for rules changes to the House rules that include eliminating the ability for the new GOP, GOP majority to issue subpoenas to President Joe Biden and his family. Would they do that just for that? The fact that not the 19 holdouts inside the GOP against McCarthy are showing no signs of budging or even willing to discuss things is making this scenario more and more likely. Really? House uh, Democrat leadership sources told me that they are working to keep everyone here as long as the House is voting for Speaker and believe they won't have a problem doing that. Uh, asked the, the Whip Claiborne if he foresees any kind of situation where Democrats may end up leaving the chamber and it lowers the threshold for McCarthy. No, I don't think so. No. Um... Let's see. Now, Byron Donalds, he's a black guy, told Jake Tapper, what's clear is that Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, says he's thinking about what to do next. Um, and he then voted for Jim Jordan on the third vote. Can we just vote for Jim Jordan and get it over with? A block of House Republicans should get to, this is now here. Here, this is so, so this is John Kasich was our governor. He supposedly was this great conservative i watched him on fox news i thought he was a great conservative when we got Turns him as governor he was a major rhino. when we got him as governor of ohio i was like oh my gosh we got that fox news host our governor he's like this super great republican a block of house republicans should get together with democrats to speak to to uh pick a speaker to run a coalition government which will moderate the house and marginalize the extremists all that will do is stop uh, republicans not democrats right. i cannot believe this is just absolutely insane all right, so Representative Ch- uh, uh, Chip Roy is ar- That's who we heard that, from earlier. Uh, chaos was a good thing. So let's bring up his um, his. He nominated Jim Jordan, and I want to bring up his 
Um, putting it, oh, we do I have that one already? One he nominated Jordan. Too. Why don't we watch this one? Okay, well, this is Matt Gates. Yeah. This is an epic speech for Matt Gates nominating Jim Jordan. Well, sometimes we have to do jobs that we don't really want to do. And sometimes we have to do jobs that we are called to do. And so, my colleagues, I rise to nominate the most talented, hardest working member of the Republican conference who just gave a speech with more vision than we have ever heard from the alternative. I'm nominating Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is humble, perhaps today, humble to a fault. Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who wants it so bad. Maybe the right person for the job of Speaker of the House isn't someone who has sold shares of themselves for more than a decade to get it. Maybe Jim Jordan is the right person for Speaker of the House because he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests who have corrupted this place and corrupted this nation under the leadership of both Republicans and Democrats. Maybe Jim Jordan would be the right person for Speaker of the House because he wouldn't fight us when we try to get a term limits bill on the floor. Maybe Jim Jordan would be the right person because he wouldn't fight us when we try to put a balanced budget on the floor and vote for it. And maybe Jim Jordan is the right person because he would endorse the plan that was built by the Texas delegation to finally secure our border. Mr. Jordan said in his nomination that there are certain bills that we have to pass to fix the problem. The challenge is the alternative has been someone voting for the very bills that have caused these problems. Mr. Jordan says that we cannot accept legislation like the omnibus, and I fully agree. And if Jim Jordan were Speaker of the House, if he were the leader of the Republican team, we wouldn't have that circumstance choking the economy of our country, increasing inflation, and diminishing the prospects of a better life for our fellow Americans. And finally, Mr. Jordan said, we must engage in rigorous oversight. Every one of my Republican colleagues knows that the person who can lead that oversight effort, who works on it every day, who has the skill and the talent and the will is Jim Jordan. I'm nominating him and I'm voting for him. Yay, so All right. good. So if you bring up YouTube, I just played Chip Roy making his case for Jim Jordan. Okay, here, let me do this first. Wait for it. Oh, wait, there it was. It was right there. Is this the right one? No. Go to the history. There you go. Got it. What purpose does this gentleman from... Hang on. Let me show it to you. There we go. Texas seek recognition. Seek place a name and a nomination, Speaker. The gentleman is recognized. So this is what the chamber looks like when we're actually debating and the bodies are in the chairs. How many times have we been down here giving speeches and there's not a soul in the chamber? Yeah. Yet this is what it takes to get 430, 435 people in the chamber and have an actual debate. Mm. The American people are watching. So our founding fathers actually showed up and debated. What we have right now is a sham. I'm glad this is happening because finally people are having to listen to each other. Yeah. And that's a good thing. What we're doing is exercising our rights to vote and have a debate and have a discussion. Yes. About the future of this country through the decision of choosing a speaker.
This is not personal. It's not. This is about the future of the country. This is about the direction of the country. American people who are looking at this body and wondering why we can pass $1.7 trillion bills that are unpaid for. They can just slide in $45 billion for Ukraine but not pay for it. $40 billion for emergency spending and not pay for it. 10% increase in defense spending, 6% increase in non-defense spending and not pay for it. And not do a thing except put language in a bill that prohibits our ability to use the money to secure the border. That bill gets rammed through, and we know exactly how it gets rammed through, because the defense world and the non-defense world come together and say, you know what, we're going to cut a deal, and we'll all go to the mics, and we'll all go give speeches, and the American people are the big losers. That's what happens. We know that's what happens. The Rules Committee sits up there and passes a bill, sends it to the floor, and we have no debate on the floor of this body. We haven't been able to offer an amendment on the floor of this body since May of 2016. The former leader and I have discussed this right here. That's true. But the fact is, this place has to change. It has to change. And the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job, or it comes from leadership. And people ask me, what do you want? I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day. We can't keep doing this. I'm going to sit here until we figure out how to stop spending money we don't have. I don't want any more empty promises. I don't want any more, oh, don't worry, trust us, we'll do it. I want to know that we're going to be able to exercise our rights as a member of this body to stand up for the American people and actually fix this country. And it's not going to happen when we use our men and women in uniform in defense and wrap ourselves around that and then spend more money that we don't have, weakening that defense, weakening our country in the process. But that's what we just did. You got it, Ladies doctor. and gentlemen, I am asking for us to come together and figure out how to solve these problems. And to do that, I'm going to do what I did my very first act as a member of Congress or as a congressman-elect and nominate Jim Jordan for speaker. Now, Jim has said he doesn't want that nomination, and Jim has been down here nominating Kevin, and I respect that. And again, I have no personal animus towards Kevin, and I've worked for the last two months to try to figure out how to get the rules to make this place better, and we've made progress. But we do not have the tools or the leadership yet to stop the swamp for rolling over the American people. Jim has been doing it. He has a track record of doing it. And for those reasons, I am nominating Jim Jordan from Ohio for Speaker of the House of Representatives. That's very interesting. And now I want to go to cancel or close it. Cancel or close. Go. All right. So Byron Donalds, um, he's second term here in the House. He set the House of Bays a blaze, a buzz, a blaze, a buzz, a buzzing, by switching his boat to Is, Jim Jordan. Did you just say boat? Boat. Boat, boat. Yeah. Jordan. <laughs> I'm start that over again. No, start that again. Start that again. Jordan. It's kind of pot, heads popped up. 
Duarte. McCarthy. It's not, it was a little bit of a little bit of a letdown for the buzz there. Oh, but it, it, they let it a buzz. Were you sure it wasn't another one? No, that was it. That was sure? it. That was the buzz. Everybody looking sure? around. Okay. Yes. Jordan. Everybody popped up. What? 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 That was that was it. Okay. He said that was that was the most that was that was the most energy we've seen from the house in a while. That's embarrassing. The great state of Florida. Byron, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year. Why did you vote for Jim Jordan? I thought you were for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, well, look, I voted for Kevin on the first two ballots, and it's just not clear that he has the votes. It's pretty clear now, and it's getting tougher in that room. Look, do I think Kevin has an ability to maybe get there? Yeah, but there's a lot of work to be done. And I think just if you're going to ask members to vote over and over and over again to try to wear people down, I think it actually has the opposite effect. My view has been for us to call a recess, uh, get in a room, figure it out, uh, you know, have those conversations and then go back to the floor. You know, when we know we have somebody prepared to get 218, but it's not it's not Kevin McCarthy right now. And quite frankly, it doesn't like it's anybody. So we should not be on the floor voting. That is my point, and that's where I think we should be going. And with respect to Jim Jordan, I think Jim will make a, uh, actually a tremendous speaker. He will be a very good uh, person to represent House Republicans to do the job on, be on behalf of the American people. Well, Jim Jordan is a brilliant conservative and good at anything he tries to do. He is a, a very dear friend of mine for several decades, so I understand that. But he nominated McCarthy on the second ballot. I don't know that the gym is really running. I mean, listen, Byron, you are a great friend. You're a great friend of the show. I'm just concerned, not for you per se, but for some others, that this is about personalities uh, and not about policies. Because I think, I think the Kevin McCarthy is a, certainly a, a conservative record, you know, who's brought the Republican House up the last two cycles. So I'm just not sure I see the case against him. And he's given you, I don't know if he's given it to you, what your request was, but he has acceded to at least one demand, and that is with five uh, Republican votes on the floor, they'll vacate the chair and have a vote of no confidence. So I, I just, you well, know, I mean, you tell me, Byron, what's the case against McCarthy at this point? Well, I haven't asked Kevin for anything. You know, I like I said, I voted for him on the first two ballots. But at the end of the day, you got to close the deal. I mean, there's this, this is nothing new. There's been disagreements about could he get to 218 votes on the floor for two months now. And so the biggest issue is if you can't close this deal, at what point do members start looking elsewhere? Because we do have to organize Congress. We do have to elect the Speaker of the House. But you have to have 218 votes. It's not just about having a majority of the Republican conference. It's having a majority of the Committee of the Whole, which is the full body. So you have to get there. And so I think right now, he's not there. So you have to start looking at alternatives. Look, when I was in business, if you couldn't get the deal done, you got to go look somewhere else. That's not a personal side against Kevin McCarthy. That's the reality of what's unfolding on the House floor right now. I believe we should be taking a recess to go and go and speak as members and figure this thing out and then come back in and have another round of ballots. But to continuously vote after vote after vote like this is not, I think, in the best interest of the Republican so, conference. He's right. What he's saying is that it's just like like some, the people who aren't voting for McCarthy might change from Chip Roy to Jim Jordan. Right. Like, you're going to do this? So, like, McCarthy and the McCarthyites are like, we're going to vote just for McCarthy no matter what. We're not going to do any this, compromising though. with anybody. That's it's it. McCarthy that, that needs to be doing the compromising. These Republican holdouts have made but demands. Why? Wait, have made demands 
for Kevin McCarthy and Kevin McCarthy has refused them. So that means that it's not so much about the 19 holdouts. It's Kevin McCarthy well, who what, could easily what, get this deal done. What Kevin McCarthy said was, if I go with all of your suggestions, well, then you might as well be speaker and not me. So if he wanted to unify the house. No, that's my point. That's my point. He's, you don't want what the American people want. Because exactly. here's the thing. The American people don't want Kevin McCarthy. Every poll after poll after poll on Twitter, nobody wants him. He's a wet noodle. He's a, he's the swamp. He's more than a wet noodle. No, yeah. he's a very, he's a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> he is a hammer. If he comes against you as yeah. a Republican, right. he will take you out. He took, I just meant he's useless. But he's wor Leah's saying he's worse than useless. He's worse than useless. He's very useful for the other side. Because there have been several great candidates yeah. that he funded their challengers in primary races. Exactly. And he made, um, what's his name in Washington State with the dark hair, the guy whose wife died. Um, you know who I'm talking about. We talk about him all the time. Ah, he should be in Congress right now. He was only down by like four or 5,000 votes. Um, it's escaping me. Somebody in the chat will give it to you. You know who he is. He's got the dark hair, military guy. And McCarthy painted him as a Nazi alongside Bernie Sanders and Adolf Hitler. Yeah. As that's a true. communist. He did, yeah. That's evil. Right. That uh, these I could never vote for him. I was I would be sitting there in Congress like this. Can't vote for you. Joe Kent. Joe Kent. Thank you. Thank you. Joy Ruff. I could not vote for him. I couldn't. He told Donald Trump. He said uh, he said that Donald Trump should resign between January sixth and January twenty, uh, January twenty first. He is evil. He is evil. This is not a a we're gonna have macaroni or we're gonna have you know a pasta salad. Okay. All right. So we've got uh, Gizmo's mom here on Rumble or excuse me on D Live says McCarthy equals swamp creature. Um, no, he says doesn't he could promise one thing and do the opposite. Snake Rhino. He does not have the votes. He doesn't have the votes. Tomorrow we'll be back. And this is the end of the show because it's over. That's all I got to tell you. Yes. All right. Ginger says, this is that is so right. The American people don't want Kevin McCarthy. Time for them to start voting for what the American people want. Very well said, Ginger. All right. Facebook. Before we sign off here, um, another Twitter thing dropped. Um, to me, they're starting to run together. Uh, I don't think it's a really great um, thing to, to just, to just, and you could bring it up. Go sure. ahead. Um, it's Twitter and the FBI belly button. That's disgusting. And somebody actually drew a picture, Matt, to, leave, to, to Evie. I want to say there's an L there, but there's not. Um, Is this it? Yeah, you have to go all the way to the top to see the belly button. I don't picture. really want to see the belly yeah. button picture, but we'll bring so it up. So this is guys. another Twitter file dropping. And by 2020, Twitter was struggling with the problem of public and private agencies bypassing them and going straight to the media with lists of suspected accounts. In February 2020, as COVID broke out, the Global Engagement Center, a fledgling analytic intelligence arm of the State Department, went to media with a report called Russian Disinformation Apparatus, taking advantage of coronavirus concerns. The GEC flagged accounts as Russian personas and proxies based on criteria like describing the coronavirus as an engineered bioweapon. So, blaming research conducted at the Wuhan Institute and attributing the appearance of the virus to the CIA. So while we're looking at the belly button, why mm -hmm. why is this why why this image? 
It's disgusting. It's it's very it it's hurt, Twitter it hurts and the me. FBI belly button. I don't get it though. Like, I don't I don't know. It's just very weird. I have no idea. State also flagged accounts that retweeted news that Twitter banned the U.S. popular the popular U.S. Zero Hedge Love Zero Hedge. Uh, claiming the episode led to another flurry of disinformation narratives. Zero Hedge had done reports speculating that the virus had a lab origin. This goes back way, way back when Zero Hedge lost their Twitter account for saying that the, that it might have a lab origin. Yeah. <sighs> so there's which yeah. now seems to be the most likely scenario of all. So this is all. Looks like this is a lot about Russian disinformation. You can scroll down if they want so, to see it. So let me ask you this, Leah. And, and and because Leah does Twitter, I do not. Um, I do it as much as you guys do in that Leah brings it to us and we and we go over these things. But with the Twitter file drops, they all seem to be confirming everything that we have known, that yeah. patriots have known. Mm-hmm. What good does it do in the long run? Like, I'm glad that it's happening. Don't get me wrong. What good does it do? Uh, it, it proves that. It proves it, but it proves it to mm-hmm. what end? Like, is anyone going to be held accountable, held responsible, go to jail? Well, I, particularly in this thread, it looks like this I know, global... I know I'm scrolling here. This global engagement center, okay? This is an intelligence arm of the State Department. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling. Went to media with a report calling Russian disinformation, um, saying Russian disinformation is taking advantage of the coronavirus concerns. And then this global engagement center, an arm of our State Department, flagged accounts as Russian disinformation. So you're all the way at the top still. Yeah. So this global uh, uh, engagement center uh led directly to news stories like the ap's uh, afp's headline russian link disinformation campaign led to coronavirus alarm that is from our state department now it seems to me though that if there were any cases that were still in in the mix that they there would be evidence in here that they would be able to use in their cases because this is a lot of evidence so it looks like twitter was also trying to reduce the number of agencies with access to their head guy roth um, who's been fired. If these folks are like House Homeland Committee and DHS, once we give them act, uh, con- direct contact with y'all Roth, they will want to come back to him again and again and again. Uh, when the State Department, the Global Engagement uh, Center, um, um, this was in 2020 during the Trump administration, wanted to publicize a list of 5,500 accounts. It would it claimed it would amplify Chinese propaganda and disinformation about COVID. Twitter, Twitter analysts were beside themselves. This global... Engagement Center report appeared based on uh, Department of Homeland Security data circulated earlier that week and included accounts that followed two or more Chinese diplomatic accounts. Hmm. Uh, they reportedly entered with the list and uh, ended up with a list of nearly 250,000 names long. Um, and actually, I did see a lot of Chinese bot accounts engaged in in spreading disinformation. So the State Department there, it says it makes sense to push back on the Global Engagement Center participation in this forum. When the FBI informed Twitter, the Global Engagement Center wanted to be included in the regular industry call between companies like Twitter and Facebook and the DHS and the FBI. Twitter leaders balked at first. So here we have the FBI doesn't want the Global Engagement Center from the State Department involved. So this sounds more like a This is our jurisdiction. We're the ones that control this. You can't come and do and and essentially pull the strings of Twitter like we those are our strings to pull. 
You can't come and pull the strings. Yeah, I don't see why there's why why maybe they see the maybe they saw Department of Homeland Security and the FBI as not quite as political. That's what this says here in as number the 17. State Department. I think they thought the FBI was less Trumpy, is how one former DOD official put it. Ah, okay. They're just less Trumpy. After spending years rolling over for Democrat Party requests for action on Russian link accounts, Twitter was suddenly playing tough. Why? Because, as Roth put it, it would pose major risks to bring the Global Engagement Center in, especially as the election heats up. When a senior lawyer, uh, Stacia Card. Cardale tried to argue against the Global Engagement Center's inclusion to the FBI. The words resonated with uh, Elvis, not Laura, i.e. with Elvis Chan, not the foreign intelligence, blah, blah, blah. Um, eventually, the FBI argued first to Facebook for a compromise solution. So here we have the FBI saying, I, we have a relationship with you, Twitter. Do not I'm talk to the State Department. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you how this went. We are exclusive now. So you can't be having a running around with those other agencies. This is an exclusive relationship. You can't have anybody else involved. That's how that went. We exclusive now. Belly button. Here's where the belly button comes in. We can give you everything we're seeing from the FBI and the USIC agencies, Chan explained. But the DHS agency, CISA, will know what's going on in each state. He went on to ask if industry could, quote, rely on the FBI to be the belly button of the USG. They eventually settled on an in industry called the A-Signal in an impressive display of operational security. Chan circulated private numbers of each company's chief moderation officer in a Word doc marked signal phone numbers. Oh, dear God. <laughs> There's an encrypted app with everybody's phone numbers. Twitter was taking requests from every conceivable government body, beginning with the Senate Intel Committee, which seemed to have uh, reassur reassurance Twitter was taking FBI direction. Execs rushed to tell team... Um, the, CIS, the SSCI is the Senate Intel Committee. They zapped five accounts on, a Z, on FBI tip. Requests arrived and were escalated from all over, from the Treasury, the NSA, virtually every state. <sighs> they also received an astonishing variety of requests from officials asking for individuals they didn't like to be banned. Mm. Here we have the Office uh, for Democrat and House Intel Committee. Adam Schiff asked Twitter to ban journalist Paul Sperry. Yeah, this is really great, though, because now that Twitter Wait, let's is... Read. Okay, I want to read the request. Below is the initial feedback on the request. Remove any and all content about Mr. Misco and other committee staff from its service. Um, it says, suppress an, a, any and all search results about blank and other committee staff. No, we don't do this. If it is related to QAnon, here it is. It should already be deamplified. Anything related to QAnon was taken down. Mm -hmm. Stop the spread of misinformation on Twitter about blank and other committee staff. So, um, yeah, so if you had a Q, that's why, God love my mom, and you watching, mom would share some Q posts on, on, our, on our Twitter. And I would try to go back after you guys got to see them, and I would try to delete them all. But nothing is ever deleted. They know. So you see that Elon says, hey, Representative Adam Schiff, what's this? 
right there. So, so essentially, this is really interesting because these people like an Adam Schiff and these um, NGOs, you know, the non-governing organizations and the unelected government that we have in the FBI and the CIA and all of these things, they all thought that they had kind of an in with Twitter. The question is, who does now? Because... As we're talking about the Twitter files, and I'm so glad that all of these things are coming to light, we needed to know that Adam Schiff is requesting to have journalists taken off of Twitter. It's very important. Elon Musk is not a good guy. He's not a savior. I don't believe that he's doing this because he thinks it's the right thing. I think he's doing it because he thinks it's the fun thing. And he has his own agendas which include Starlink and chips in your brain and self-driving cars and a, a whole life that none of us want. And he recognizes that you are a consumer, you conservative Trump voting American. So he's going to cater to you, the consumer, to give you what you want. And I think that there's a lot of just fantastic fantasticalness to it, that he just finds it really fun and fascinating to uncover these things and to have people treating him like a god. He's got, he's getting a superhero complex. Right. But that doesn't make him a superhero. Doesn't make him one of the good guys. It doesn't turn essentially a villain into a hero just because they start doing things that the average person would like to see happen. So tread carefully as you get excited about these things being exposed on Twitter, I would say get excited about the things being exposed. Just don't attribute it to Elon Musk. Right? You got anything else before we say goodbye? All right. Um, no, it's, it's a mess and we love you. And we'll be back to talk more about the mess. Um, some other time we were going to do a show tonight. We were going to air a, a recording that we did with the Gibson girls. This is mm -hmm. our third installment of Raw and Real with the Gibson girls. I don't have a problem telling them what we what we did, what we what we have recorded. We have gone in depth to expose Andrew Tate. He was arrested in Romania for charges of sex trafficking. Charges of sex trafficking. Six women came out to say that he held them against his will. Against their will. There is an army of conservatives out there defending this man. Well, I would say there, yeah, there, there's that. And then there's a literal army that paid four mm -hmm. to $7,000 to be part of what he calls the war room. Yes. That will mass flag anybody who exposes him. So we were supposed to air that episode tonight. We are waiting on some cover and some backup. We don't want to be the only ones. We can't be the only ones exposing this guy. We need more people. So what we I want the men, what I want you guys to, to do say that being a pimp is bad. When was the last, I don't understand how in, in 2022, we could say that a guy who is a pimp who hires women to do sex acts 
and takes a large cut from those girls is not a, is is somehow a good person. Let me just He's say this. He's Let me pimp. just say this, you guys. Like that's what he does for a living. That's how he makes any money. small amount of research. You can go to Twitter and read the crab crawler feeds. Crab man at crab crawler one on Twitter. Read his evidence. Watch the videos. All you have to do, literally, you don't even have to do that. You could just Google search this man speaking in his own words about his life. And I'm not going to tell you what these things are. That's why we did the video. Okay? I would encourage you guys to, to do the research. Get convicted in yourself that this man... Oh, wait. Pause real quick. Remember how we just said Paul Sperry's count was, was flagged mm-hmm. by Adam Schiff? Mm-hmm. Twitter acted on that. DM, and, and in February 16th of 2021, they they suspended his account. As a result of this thread, he's got his account back. Oh, that's awesome. Now, is anyone do a thread about me? <laughs> My point is, reach out to your favorite podcasters. Send them the evidence and tell them, if you're not speaking out about this, you're complicit. Okay? Because this man is as low as it goes. And there is no excuse for any conservative standing up and defending this man saying, oh, no, no, they're just coming after him. I don't care if they are coming after him. Don't get in the middle of it and do not defend somebody who is as low and vile as this guy. And that's all we're going to say. And that's all I'm going to say for now. Okay. All right. So we're going to say goodnight. If you just joined us for this episode, prior to this, we did a whole show covering DeMar Hamlin's collapse on the Bengals field. We live in Cincinnati. We were just there last night. We weren't there for the game. We were there because apparently God wanted us to drive down there. I don't know why. Um, So we wake up today and Cincinnati is on the lips of everybody across America, practically. People that don't even follow sports are talking about this. Why? And we went into great depth as to what we think is, you know, kind of going on and, and some of the problems and things that can be fixed and stuff like that. So go and tune into that on Rumble. It is actually posted on resistancechicks.com. This will be posted on resistancechicks.com later. Uh, Friday, weekly roundup of news, 6 p.m. on Rumble, DLive, Facebook. No, 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 no. First of all, 6 p.m., brighteon.tv. We haven't been there in two weeks. We've been doing reruns. 7 p.m., Rumble, DLive, Facebook. But if you didn't know, every Wednesday at 8.40 a.m., we're on American Sunrise on Real America's Voice with Ed Henry and Karen Turk. It's always a fun 10-minute segment that we have with them. You can watch it back afterwards or watch it live. But last but not least, our very dear friend, Jeff Brain, Oh, suffered a yes, stroke. A stroke. And he, he was, is the yeah. CEO of Clout Hub. Yeah. And we go live on Clout Hub. We're, cl- we're live, we're live right on now. Clout Hub right now. They are trying to raise three hundred thousand dollars to keep Clout Hub up and to going. keep Clout Hub up and running because he you I, what you guys may not know about Clout Hub is that Jeff Brain literally funds the whole thing. It's free for you. Okay. Facebook has ads and, and he's, they're working on different ways to, to create revenue. But for its an entire existence, Jeff Brain has just funded it, giving us free speech for free. He's a righteous man of God. 
And so if you guys do have an extra couple of bucks, they need 3,000 people to donate $100. That to me seems like a very um, get addable goal. This, yes, sorry. So how you find it is by going to our Truth Social, our Getter, our Facebook, or our Telegram, and I have posted the link for how to donate on all of those platforms. We'll pray for him. Yes. So, Father God, I just thank you so much for uh, Jeff Brain. I thank you for all he's done for the conservative movement and giving us a voice when it yes. have a voice. Thank you for him being such a, a stalwart for truth. I pray for quick and uh, healing. I pray that Cloud Hub will be funded. Pray that you bless him for being part of this fight right now in Jesus' name. I just pray that your your blood will flow, that his left side will start moving just Amen. as good as the right side, that he'll be healthier than before, that you bless him coming in, that you bless him coming out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And one of the other things that you guys can do is go to clouthub.com and just create an account and start using it. Yeah. Clout, C-L-O-U-T, hub.com. Well, now that Christmas is over, it doesn't mean you still, you, you might need some slippers. You might need some sheets still. Maybe you got a new bed. Maybe you need sheets. You can still go to mypillow.com and can. save a ton of money. Use promo code RC there. Um if you are, are, are want your New Year's rev, res, resolutions to be, I want to look younger, more youthful. Okay, hang on. Go wait, to wait, wait, wait. Let me turn um, this one Organic Body Essentials. Get the Flawless Face Serum and begin to get, you know, put it right here around your eyes. Men and women are on your forehead, little lines right here. They also have uh, on her other, uh, she's got two websites. One is uh, the um, You can the get CBDs. to the, yeah, OB, organicbodyessentials.com. You can, I think the, the links are all in the description of our videos. It doesn't matter. Just go in and visit them. Use promo code RC. A lot of people are taking um, the, um, the the CBD uh, tinctures, whether the oils, they're not really tinctures, the, the, the oils, terpenes. the terpenes, um, orally, hers are the highest um, in percentage wise. And I am telling you, they I, really do work. Guys. Yeah. Two days. What have I been doing? That you, I never do. You ran. So Leah's a runner. If yeah. I'm running, Does then you should count? run too. It totally counts. Then you should run too because that means something is chasing me. I was, I, I stumbled upon a thread where it talked about getting your times. Um, sense of taste and smell back through rigorous exercise. They suggest running for three weeks. You have to do it every day. Three weeks. Now, Leah's you get a lot of exercise. You just don't get like heart pumping exercise for 30 minutes exercise. Right. So Leah laughed so hard when I told her that they suggested running because she loves to run and she's always trying to get me to run with her. So for two days I have run. Now I have a problem with doing that and that's my hip. So I am taking the CBD tincture tincture to help with that. And I also have the muscle rub that also helps with it as well. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you guys that yes, it is expensive just from an out of pocket standpoint, but it is worth that price. So if you can afford it, I want to encourage you guys to go use promo, use promo code RC. You save 5% on those. And Jim West sent his package cat here. From yes, Jim, your package came. It, it got here. It was sent from the 17th from England. We will open it on Sunday. And we will open it on Sunday. Um, so we're very excited about that. I just wanted to show you this table. Why is it that we can't Hang just on. all lay the, our hands on the Bible? Uh, you, we've got um, one person. Did you retweet this? I will. 
Well, how was I supposed to find it? So people are being sworn in, and somebody, some idiot wanted to be sworn in on a Superman magazine. You're kidding. Like, this is where we're We at. have a representative like, that wanted to be sworn in with a Superman magazine. They're just, like, making They're children. Fun. Like, they're making fun. It's, like, it's not an important thing. Wow. Like, this is legit important. So you see here in this last picture that these are all the different Bibles or books, religious books, that people are being sworn in on. And somebody put this Superman comic book there. Ugh. All right, we have a P.O. box. If you want to send us your letters, we've got a couple Christmas letters might open next Sunday, too. Next Sunday, it's one P.O. Box 107, Milford, Ohio, 45150. And if you want us to, let us know. We'll, 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 read your, we'll read your letters on air. No, we will read your letters on air unless you note in the letter, don't read my letter on air. That's how that works, okay? You're innocent until proven guilty. All right. Okay, we love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we will keep monitoring this situation with the House Speaker vote. I'm hoping and praying to God it is not Kevin McCarthy. It's certainly going to be interesting because I don't think that these 19 holdouts are going to give in any time soon or even a handful of them uh, will be doing that. So it'll be very interesting. Just keep praying for our country because, guys, remember... We have all power and authority because Jesus said, I've got it. I'm giving it to you guys. Go, therefore, and make disciples among all men. Mm. We can take our country back. Our founding fathers bled, they fought, and they died. They gave up their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor so that we could take this ball to future generations, and that's what we have to do. Okay, we'll see you on Friday, 6 p.m., and tomorrow morning, 8.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on American Sunrise. We'll see you guys later. Let's go.